Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're going to go through another best 17 for 2023 and it is one of the more interesting sides coming into next season, the Melbourne Storm. Uh, I remember sitting here in the pre-season of 2022 and myself, Timmy, Kempe, uh, we said that the Melbourne Storm could have a disaster season and they could finish fifth maybe. And um, Maddie, I'll bring you in now because that's almost exactly what fucking happened to this franchise, isn't it? Yeah, like to me, the Storm had a pretty for the storm it was a shit year because let's not forget they were pretty decimated with with injury mm. but they got knocked out week one of the finals which for melbourne that we're just not used to that we're used to them making prelims grand finals winning comps so there is no way craig bellamy wouldn't think last year was incredibly disappointing Mate, without a doubt. And I think that the Roosters 2021 season, what they did with all their injuries, kind of overshadowed this one. And I think if we yeah. didn't have that Roosters season, we'd be looking at this Melbourne Storm season going, oh my fucking God, the world was against them. Everything went wrong for them. Yeah. They still finished fifth. Yeah, I never, I, I haven't thought of it like that, but that's a really good point because they still won, they still won heaps of games and they were still very competitive. And I don't know, Canberra have some magic down there and beat them on, in the finals, but... I mean, that was, I still, I never really lost hope in the storm. Oh, there was like a three-week period where I did when they lost, I think, three or four in a row. But when they came back from that, I thought, oh, they're still a team that, you know, could make a prelim, could make maybe a grand final. So, yeah, I was, I definitely tipped the storm in that week one game. Yeah, so, so, so did I. There was a period of time there where I, I was less than convinced, but... Mate, they've just, over the last 15, 20 years, they've just pulled our pants down so many times yeah. that it's very hard not to back them in. And uh, obviously, going out in finals week one, by Melbourne Storm standards, very, very disappointing. Uh, as you said, Matty, they did play that Canberra Raiders side where, 
Um, they're one of those teams that they might not be the best side in the comp, but I think on you know a sudden death game, they're probably the last team you want to fucking play because they're just they're so unpredictable. You don't know what you're going to get. The Canberra Raiders don't know what they're going to produce. Yeah, it's different every week. Yeah, it's it's and especially I don't know what what it is with Canberra and Melbourne because Melbourne Canberra don't beat them in Canberra any, like either. Yeah, they only beat them down in Melbourne. It's so weird. I'm just looking at Melbourne's record from last year. There was only one time in the whole year, and this, you know, we know Melbourne to be like a consistent team. There was only one game where it wasn't a back-to-back win or a back-to-back loss. So in round three, they lost one game, which was surrounded by two wins. The rest of the year, I'll, I'll run it through. So you had two wins, you had a loss. Then it was six wins in a row. Then it was two losses in a row. Then it was three wins in a row. Then it was four losses in a row. Then it was four wins in a row. Then it was three losses in a row. So just so up and down, which is just so irregular for Melbourne. Yeah, just all over the place. And uh, and, I mean, and, I, and I think the injury toll, like that, sh- that that's that's a successful team that got peppered with injuries, like that roller coaster. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that outside of the injuries, Cameron Munster was in the headlines all year. Yeah, Felice Kafusi left. Jesse Bromwich left. Kenny Bromwich left. Brandon Smith left. Like. A lot of headlines surrounding a lot of guys throughout the year that I think it caused a lot of disruption. And then, you know, within those injuries, you obviously had Ryan Pappenhausen, who was their biggest loss by far and away. Yeah. Uh, arguably, um, Christian Welsh right up there, losing your, your main front rower. Those two were huge. But, but I think then after that, it was your guys, your Remus Smiths, um, your Iremas, these sort of guys, all these guys that they're not superstars, but... When you take those out-and-out first graders out of the team, you have to bring someone else in. It got to the point where they had to get David Nofaluma to come down from the West Tigers just to fill in so they had guys to pick from. Uh, you had you know, Nick Meany who arrived there as a utility. I mean, there was moments, you know, at the back end of the season, he was defending at 5'8". Like, in what world was that ever going to be Nick Meany's job? They yeah. had so many things go against them. And in the midst of all that, they have got all these young guys that have got so much talent. Uh, the one, you know, the classic example is Jack Howarth. And, Matty, I think the vast majority of teams would have seen Jack Howarth play probably 10 games last year. Yeah. But the Melbourne Storm, they understand the process and they understand that this young guy hasn't played against grown men all that much at all up until this point. Left him in reserve in Queensland Cup. Let him really buy his time. Uh, he's one that I'm really excited about. I'm not sure if he's going to be in their first 17. I think a lot of people are assuming he'll walk in. But, mate, we spoke very briefly about what our 17 looks like, and we'll go through it in a minute. It's pretty stacked, isn't it, depth-wise? It's like they've got a lot of forwards with kind of similar ability. Yep. So, like, there's a couple of standouts, like your Christian Welshers and, and your Nelsons, and then, obviously, you know, you've got Tarek Sims coming. Um, but then you got like a lot of guys who are like really, really good, but like no one's kind of better than the other type thing. Like, yeah. so it makes it really hard to pick mainly like the bench of this team. It's pretty much, mate, the starting pack picks itself aside from one spot, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Then the bench, if you picked your best four, in my opinion, the next best four after that, there isn't much difference between those two benches. Well, I've got 10 names here for the bench. Yeah. And any of those 10 could be in there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So it's very, very tough. Like, we – this could be very wrong when it, when we come to round one. Like, I'd love to look back at this um, after the preseason challenge, after two weeks of watching Melbourne play, uh, to just see how right or wrong we are and, like, see if we can guess the team even better coming to round one because, it's, yeah, it's, it's 
It's hard to get a gauge on it at the moment. Yeah, and there's obviously guys like uh, Nelson, Christian Welsh, these sort of guys that are a step above. um, Tarek Sims that are a step above when it comes to the forwards, and they'll be in the starting team. And if those guys get injured, they've got guys that can replace them. They've actually got about 10 guys that can fucking replace them. But there is a step down. They really need their top-tier elite forwards to stay fit this entire year, I think. Especially when you've had... Jesse Bromwich, who I think is three or four games shy, three hundred, been yep. one of the one of their best props this decade, um, and then obviously his brother as well, Kenny, was probably um, I reckon they've kind of switched. Like Jesse was probably the big dog a few years ago, and then last few years Kenny's been ridiculously good on that edge. Like yep. just just adds another dimension to their attack. Um, there, those are two big losses as well. Huge losses, and I... Oh, sorry, and Kafusi, obviously, as well. Yeah, well, that's... I was about to say, mate, I think losing um, Kafusi and Kenny Bromwich, I think their whole season depends on how they replace these guys. And it comes back to, you know, pre-season day one on your edges. Normally, you've had these two guys that have been there for eight and ten years. They've won comps, they've been in grand finals, they've done it all, and straight away, you build guys around them. That now changes all of a sudden. And mm. I think in attack, it'll be big. In defence, though, it'll be one of the biggest tests I think this Melbourne Storm franchise has faced in quite some time. Yeah, especially because they've been so solid on those edges defensively for well, as long as I've been watching footy. So um, you're right. that's It's going to be a huge test. And especially with some of the guys they've got to replace them. I mean, um, Tarek Sims, I, I think he will go down there. He'll do a tremendous job. At the end of the day, the Dragons weren't playing Sims last year, so it's going to be a big test for him. The other spot... That's definitely going to someone that isn't at the same level of a Sims, of a Kafusi, of one of these guys. So it's going to be a massive, massive test. Uh, They have, obviously, the thing that helps is they've got two superstar halves on either edge between Jerome Hughes and Cam Munster. That'll go a long way. But I I think defensively, that's going to be their biggest test. And this is what the Melbourne Storm, Matty, despite having your Smiths, your Slaters, your Munsters, your Hughes, your Pappenhauer, all these superstars for so long, their franchise has been built on defence. Oh, yeah. Mate, try being a South fan, going down to Melbourne and just not being able to crack that defence. It's a nightmare. It's, it's like, oh, my God. It's especially with Cameron Smith leading all that. Like, it's – they've – as a as a fan, and I, I don't know if – I'm sure other fans would agree, I think there's something a little different or a little extra satisfying about when your team beats Melbourne. Mm. And, like, I don't know if it's because my team doesn't beat Melbourne often, but – I just, I, it's like a grand final every time, every time like I go to watch my team play and I'm sure other people agree because it's just, it's so difficult. Like even every try you're riding it like it's an origin game. Um, example, South beat them this year. They were so under strength, like so under strength. And it, I was so pumped. I was pumped like we won a finals game. So I think that's the case with, with a lot of people. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but purely because they're such a hard team to crack. Yeah. And I think this year is going to be very interesting because for the first time in a long time, I feel like when you talk about premiership contenders every year for the last 15 years, the Melbourne Storm, they've been one of the top two teams, three teams. Yeah. I kind of feel like most people, and myself included, mate, I've got the Roosters and Penrith probably a tier above Melbourne. And I think there's a lot of people that probably have Cowboys and Sharks potentially a tier above them as well. So... I, I, I'm sure that the Melbourne Storm and Craig Bell in particular, I think they'll hear all of this. Yeah. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if it feels uh, a big fire down there in Melbourne, mate. Yeah, I've got, I've got him in my top six, but I've got, I don't have him in my top four bracket. I've got them like obviously pushing for the four, but yeah, I, I as well have a couple of teams ahead of him, which I don't think I've ever done in my entire life, which is dancing with the devil a little bit because let's pretend it's Craig Bellingham last year because it probably is. Like I reckon that adds something as well. Hundred percent. I reckon. I reckon they. Oh, just imagine how angry he would have been after that Raiders game. Imagine, just imagine how pissed off he would have been. Yeah, I, I'm. It's dancing with the devil a little bit. Put, put try not putting Storm in the top four, but I've got him in the top six, pushing for a top four. Um, but I, I I'm probably going to be wrong about that. Like I wouldn't be shocked at all. And mate, I think that's the other layer with this side, Craig Bellamy. Uh, I think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. There is no denying that whatsoever. But when you are talking about the greatest of all time, the best coaches, if Craig Bellamy retires after having a couple of years with a really good team without a premiership once Smith, Slater, Cronk retires, I think there's a question mark over where he sits above all these other coaches, and especially when you compare him to your Waynes, your Gibsons these sort of guys. Um, he obviously, if this is his last year, he's never going to achieve that back-to-back premiership as well, mm. uh, which I, I, I'm not completely buying it is his last year yet, to be honest with you. We'll see how it plays we'll out. But I, I think that a premiership without one of those big three, if he can bring in this next generation and win there, I, I think it elevates Craig Bellamy into another level for me. So I, I agree with that. I, did, I don't think I agree with if he doesn't win without them, then... He's probably he's not in the same like you probably have been ahead of him. I, I I have him now with like all of them in a room together on the sameish level. But I definitely agree that if he can win a comp without the big three, that definitely could elevate him. But I don't think if he retires tomorrow, I, I, he's still tier one for me. Yeah, for sure, and he, he's still in that room. But at some point, people want to separate who's in that room and whatnot. Yeah, true. Look at the soccer right now. I know nothing about it. Yeah, no one's talking about. Um, uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. It's all about the guy at the top. And that's where I think that when you're picking apart these careers, people start to go, okay, Craig went and coached Origin, wasn't overly successful. Craig lost these guys, didn't win a comp. I I think that those questions, Mark, will start to come in. And and that's, you know, once again, I think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. But when you're talking about the top 0.1% of coaches ever, you have to nitpick a little bit. And I think that if he was to come out of that era and win another one with this new crop of players... I think it would go a long way as far as his career sits. And, yeah, fair. And I also just think being the competitor, the competitor that Bellamy is, I think he would have that in his mind as well. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. For sure. So very interesting. Very, very interesting. Let's uh, let's get into this side, mate. Uh, the fullback, Ryan Pappenhausen, obviously a shocking injury oh. last year, which funnily enough, uh, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure Pappy's season finished against the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, it was because it was Whiten who he clashed it was with. Whiten, and then only ten odd weeks later, or whatever it was, the Melbourne Storm uh, their season finished at the hands of the Canberra Raiders once again. Yeah. Um, Pappy, a superstar in our game. Uh, I'm hoping he returns fully fit. We mentioned it with the weekly rubdown boys the other day that he signed up to play in this preseason um, cricket match. Cricket, yeah. If I was the Melbourne Storm, there's not a hope in hell I'd be letting him do anything other than fucking rugby <laughs> league unless he was 100%. So good signs there. Yeah. Yeah, I actually thought the same thing. It's weird how that random Sydney Thunder Creek game put a lot of faith into, oh, he must be he must be good then. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Fuck, so, I'm, fuck, I'm keen to see Pappy back. Oh, mate, 100%. And I I really hope he gets to play some rep football at some point. Mm. Uh, but I am getting a little bit nervous because there are so many fucking stars in his position and the 14 jersey is changing every day towards a hooker. you got a Jack White and you got a Matt Burton, all these sort of guys. So interesting for Pappy. A big couple of years coming up for him. Uh, the Wings... Uh, Coates, he picks himself, obviously coming back yep. uh, from an injury that saw him miss the, the World Cup there. So Xavier Coates, he shits in. The other wing's a little bit more interesting. Uh, I've got two names written down here, Matty. I've got Meany and Jennings. George yep. Jennings, of course. Yeah. Uh, there are other guys in this squad. You've got, you know, your Marion Seves, uh, your Will Warbricks, uh, a young guy there that I really like, but I think it has to be Meany or Jennings. Uh, I'd, I'm kind of leaning towards Meany just because of what he did last year in a number of positions. Who are you leaning towards for that other wing spot? Yeah. Um, I think I'm leaning towards Jennings mm. because he was just, I think because he was their guy in 21 and but he got injured. So just, I'm just thinking like maybe that's the pecking order. Obviously fucking shit changes, of course, in a year. Um, it's pretty even for me. Like I'm not, I'm not saying it with, with much confidence. Um, I just I have Jennings here written first. I, I just I'm just going off like because he's, he's been there longer. He was their winger in twenty one. Um, yeah, I'll probably just have Jennings ahead, but yeah, could be could be either. Yeah, I'm not going to fight you on that one. Either one's a good option. Yeah, Meany or Jennings, uh, and whichever one you don't pick, great depth to have. Yeah. I think the centers pick themselves, mate. Justin yeah, Olam on the left hand side. Uh, yeah. I think Remus Smith. He will return on the right, and I. Uh, I think Remus, that was a bigger injury 100%. than what we anticipated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it went very, very – it didn't really go get spoken about that much, but they missed a good solid centre. And, yeah, they need him They need him to stay injury-free this year because, like, if one of them get injured, who do you put in Who do you put in then? Yeah, well, there are – there's a lot of really decent options. Yeah. But I think you'll see the same as last year, that if one of them goes down, they are in a little bit of trouble. You've got Irema, you've got Olam – uh, Will Warbrick, young guy there. You've also got uh, the young fellow, which we'll talk about soon, Jack Howarth, who could shift out there if you wanted to. I think they seem more as a back rower now. Yeah. Uh, so Seve, plenty Seve of options. Well. What's that? Seve as well. Yeah, Marion Seve as well. He's the other one. Yeah, so plenty of options. And then, I mean, we just spoke about one of Meany or Jennings misses out as well. So yeah. I think outside backs, they have got coverage, but I think they need to keep that, that first choice back five in particular. Uh, the fullback, I think they need to keep him on the field if they're going to give it a real shake this year. Yeah. Halves, the two guys that are locked in for a few more years, Cam Munster and Jerome Hughes. Yeah, uh, these two picked themselves. Munster, would you say last year was a career year, Matty? He was fucking crazy last year, and like he, a lot of people picked it. Like I, I had him as my Dally M at the start of the year. Obviously, he didn't win, but, um, but he had he. I just think after the off season from last year and like how he was going to take a year off drinking and all that. Um, you kind of just had a feeling he was going to explode. Mm. I think, as you said earlier, I, I think, did you say this earlier? Or did you say this on, on bloke? I'm getting memory loss. Um, that like Melbourne won't have all the headlines. Yeah. They won't have all the headlines this year. Like last year, obviously they had the, all the shit off the field that happened at the start of this year. They had, well, Munster's contract dragged out forever. Now that that's all settled, I think Munster will, be keen well of course it'll be keen to but i think munster is in for a year just like last year it's all about footy now yeah just super exciting um husey 
Absolutely love this bloke. Um, I think people get upset when we call him underrated still. I still think he is, to be perfectly honest with you. I think people look at him and they sort of undervalue. They, they look at him and go, he's a fullback that's playing halfback. He, you know, he, he's handy. But I, I just think, mate, like if you – if you didn't know he used to be a fullback, if you didn't know he transitioned to be a seven very suddenly, mm. I don't think you would ever question anything he does. Well, sometimes I forget that he's not a seven. Like, yeah. I forget it all the time. So that, that just explains it. Yeah, for sure. I agree, mate. So the two halves, they pick themselves there. It gets a little bit more interesting as we get into the forward pack. Uh, up front, Christian Walsh, he returns. Yep. Uh, I thought this was a massive, massive fucking loss for them. This was in the – was this in the preseason last year or round one? I think round one. Very early days. Very yeah. early days. Got snipered in front of the sticks there. Was it his Achilles or his ACL? Achilles. Achilles, yeah. I've said ACL about six times. It's his Achilles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He had one game last year, so. One game. Fast Devo. Yeah. So Devo for him. Tough, tough loss. Christian Welsh, he returns. Also, I when he when he got out, I was like, fuck, that's so good for the Blues. Because he, like, he's a huge reason that, well, when he plays Origin, like, he's the hitman on Cleary. I remember in the preseason last year, we, were, we had a conversation on here about the next Queensland Maroons captain, and he was right in the conversation. Yeah. He, he was, like, top two or top three as options as far as Queensland captain goes. Fuck, it's, it's probably out of him and Carrigan at this point. 100% it is. Yeah. In fact, it definitely is. Isn't, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, gun to head, Matty. Christian Walsh, does he play Origin this year? Yeah, absolutely. Does he walk straight back in as a starting front row? Oh, 100%. Yep. 100%. Plays for Australia, plays Origin, 100%. You reckon he, he, he'll, he'll be a Kangaroos front row? Yeah. Interesting. I think he'll play Origin. I think it'll be interesting to see if he's if he's managers. It's a pretty big injury to come back from for front row. Yeah, that's true. Not young either. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting with Christian Walsh. I still think for the Melbourne Storm, he's going to be tremendous. I think he plays Origin. It'll be interesting to see how far he's able to get back. Nelson Asafa Solomona is the other front row. They fucked around with him on the edge last year, and I could understand why they did last year. Yeah. But I think this year... And, it, just, and, it, and it was fun for a bit. It was great. It was fun to watch. For everyone except the opposition <laughs> halfback, it was a fucking nightmare. I remember Hudson Young was talking about how uh, Nelson got moved to his edge one, like, for the game. Yeah. And apparently he was, like, froth, and he was like, yeah, fuck yes. This is exactly what we said on the fucking podcast, wasn't yeah, it? The week 100. after that, we said, why would you put him up opposite Hudson Young? That's his Christmas. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to challenge Bellamy. Um, I think Nass this year, though, mate, I think he has to just be in the front row. I think he just has to own the middle. Yep. Um, and I wouldn't – I mean, as Timmy Williams said the other day, there are times where you can shift him out to an edge for certain plays or certain moments or whatever, but I think he has to own the middle. Nass, Harry Grant, um, the nine – Nine for Queensland, nine for the Kangaroos. In my opinion, the best nine in rugby league at the moment, Harry Grant. He yep. will pick himself there at nine. Gets interesting now, Matty, the back row. Um, this, is, this is the good part. This, this is, is the good where, part. Where, yeah. The two vets have left, Kofusi and Bromwich. So yep. we need two new edge back rowers. They have signed Tarek Sims. Uh, I believe he is a, he's a certain – I was about to say he's a lock to play there. He's a certainty to play in the back row. Do you agree with that? Yes, I obviously am basing this off Tarek's whole career, um, being one of, you know, last five, well, almost better part of a decade has been one of the best forwards. Obviously, he's getting older now. Yep. But the Dragons didn't use him last year, and he played Origin in 21 and was probably close to man of the match in game one. Like, he was that fucking good. And this is this is only 18 months ago. Yeah. So, and, and he's gone to the best system in rugby league. So. Yeah. 
I reckon he's going to be really, really good. And I know I'm not the only one that thinks that. Yeah. And with all due respect, would it really be unlike the Dragons not to get the best out of a forward? <laughs> yeah. Like, with all due respect, though, would that shock anyone? So I think him going down there will be tremendous. I will say this, Matty. I think that last year, I was constantly waiting for that Melbourne Storm back rower to jump out of the earth and Craig Bellamy do his thing again. I was waiting for Josh King to be in origin contention. None of them quite kicked on the way that I anticipated them to. So I think if Tariq Sims doesn't, it's maybe another question mark about is this Melbourne Storm system the same as what it was? Fair or unfair? Oh, it's a, it's a fair call, but... Yeah, I mean, it's a, well, it's a fair call, but he's also he's getting older. I, I don't know if I'd pin it all on that, but yeah. But I mean, if at any point over the last couple of years, a guy like Tariq Sims, who was recently an origin absolute star, yeah. arrived down there, you would normally expect for these guys to really kick on. And they have in the past, 100%, so wouldn't shock me if he does. I just think it will be interesting to watch. Just having a look at Tariq Sims, what is he, 32? So oh, He's not that old. He's not that old. 32 yeah. isn't that old anymore. 10 thought, years ago, that yeah. we, I'd be worried, but now I, I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I think that's plenty enough for him coming into a good side like this um, to, to do well. So I'm hoping Tariq Sims really kicks, off, kicks on. He is locked in on one edge for me. On the other side, mate. Yep. I guess the name that everyone's expecting to be here is Eli Katoa coming over from the New Zealand Warriors. Um, I hope I'm not being hyperbolic when I say there's not many guys in this competition with more potential than this guy. Yeah. No, no, I'm with you. I was, I was going to absolutely wrap him um, if you didn't, but I'm glad you did because, yeah, he's, he's shown a lot. He has shown a lot in the early parts of his career, but I'll be honest with you, since probably his first year, I have been a little bit disappointed with his output. 2020, I was blown away. I thought, fuck me, this guy is going to be like Ali Lawatiti. He is incredible. Since then, uh, he's played about 30-odd first-grade games, had a couple of niggling injuries here and there, uh, but I have been disappointed yeah. based on the high standards I had for him when he debuted. Uh, if you are a guy with a heap of potential uh, who maybe isn't quite living up to it, he has def his history tells us he's definitely come to the right place. So I think that if the Melbourne Storm can get the very best of Eli Katoa, I think he's the guy that will definitely start on that edge. I think to your question before, if Tarek doesn't, you know, you know, play extremely well, mm. does that, you know, say something about the Storm system now. I reckon that more applies to Katoa. Yeah. To be, to be completely honest. I think you can con convince me around here. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you would expect one of these two to kick on and be a star in this side mm. based on what history tells us about the Melbourne Storm. Now, Eli Katoa, he's got all the upside in the world, hasn't quite lived up to it over the last few years, which has disappointed me a little bit, which is where I think... There is serious potential for a guy like Tommy Eisenhuth to maybe grab that jersey to start the season. I think yeah. that defensively, uh, the Melbourne Storm are going to lose a lot in these back rowers, as, as we've spoken about. I think Tommy Eisenhuth is a tremendous defender. He understands the system. He's been there for a couple of years. He's able to come in at centre or back row over the last few years and do a really good job. Matty, I would not be surprised at all if we get to the first team list Tuesday and Craig Bellamy goes, you know what? I've got a lot of change throughout this team. I just need someone that's going to be consistent, safe, and I know what I'm going to get every single week. I wouldn't be surprised if Tommy Eisenhuth is a starting back row for the Melbourne Storm round one. Yeah, I have Katoa written down, but I'm, I certainly wouldn't be shocked either, pretty much because of what you said. They're losing Kafusi and Bromwich. You probably want to take the safer option. Um, Katoa, hopefully, is going to be a star. So, 
But like obviously Eisenhower's a little safer defensively, as we know. So yeah, it wouldn't shock me either. And I think that it's out of Eisenhuth or Katoa for that starting spot. Yeah. I think the loser probably finds himself on the bench. Oh, that's zero doubt. Yeah, yeah. they both they're they're both in my seventeen. Both got to be in the seventeen somewhere. Yeah. Um, Thirteen. Obviously, Brandon Smith's left, so there is a little bit of a hole there. Uh, Josh King, he obviously played thirteen for the vast majority of last season. He's not really your ball playing sort of thirteen that we speak about with a lot of other sides, but I think Melbourne have shown over the last few years that when you've got you know, the superstar spine that they used to have, or the one they currently have, your Grant, your Hughes, your Munsters, your Pappies, these sort of guys, you can get away without a real link man in the 13 role. Yeah. So I think Josh King will be there once again. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they have someone, they didn't like sign anyone to play that role. And yeah. he did a good job from last year. It seemed to work for him. Like, I, I know we said that was just one year. They still came fifth, right? Yeah. So it did work for them. So I don't see any reason why they won't have Josh King at 13 round one. And I also think, in general, he'll just be better for the run. First yeah. year down in Melbourne, another preseason under his belt. See, so he's an example of someone that just like, – he was the Knights for ages. Yep. And this isn't nothing against the Knights, but just the Storm, they somehow just bring in fringes and turn him into regular NRL players. It's just insane. Yeah, and I, to be honest, I thought Josh King would be a little bit further ahead than what he is right now, but that's simply because – of the high standards Melbourne have set before. Yeah. If Josh King went from Newcastle to any other club and had done what he did last year, we'd be blown away. I think as well, because the it's such a high field when it comes to 13s at the moment. Yeah. So our expectations for locks is Cam Murray, Isaiah Yo, Victor Radley, et cetera. So, and then when, because King isn't like a ball player, we, we kind of, you know, don't put him at that level. So I guess that might have something to do with it as well. Yeah, completely agree. But... He will do the job that Craig Bellamy needs him to do in that role, 100%. Let's move to the bench. Um, we spoke about a little bit on Bloke in a Bar the other day about how you've obviously got Harry Grant starting at nine. You have a look around rugby league at the moment. A lot of the big sides, a lot of the successful sides running with two hookers, whether it be the Panthers, uh, both origin teams, the Kangaroos, etc. cetera. Uh, so I do wonder if Harry Grant's going to be an 80-minute hooker all season. I do think that 14... Should probably go to a wish art there, Matty. I think he's the guy I would carry. He can cover a lot of positions or just about every position in your back line, depending on where you want to move, guys. I think you can also play a little bit of nine. Um, he's a guy that you could also bring on to play a little bit of 13 in different points of the game if need be. I think wish art would be my utility, Matty. Which direction are you going? Yeah, he, he's, he'll be my pick. You've obviously got someone like Jaden Nicarima as well. Um, I wonder if like they'll throw in. They'll throw in uh, Pizette, 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 Pizette yeah. like a couple of times a year. But if we're talking about the makeup of the 17, um, wish out to my guy. He's also, he's extremely versatile. Like he, he can play a lot of positions. Yeah, so. very versatile. And he's, he's always been like that. I remember having his old man Rod on the podcast two years ago, talking about how he can just about play fucking anything mm. and he'll, it, whatever you want him to play, he'll play it. So wish out, he would be my utility. Um, now, Matty, as we get into the forwards on the bench, yeah, I think there is a world where they could run with four forwards on this bench. Oh, 100%. Yeah. If they, if they decide to play Grant for 80, the problem is, though, like none of these forwards that I can see, I mean, Howarth can play a little bit, like Howarth can play in the centres, but like there's not really like a someone who can cover halves and stuff. So... 
Yeah, I don't which know. is is where well, and that's that's where I think that having a guy like Nick Meany on the wing, I, I think that's where he could win out as well because at least he can yeah, cover true. a few spots. Um, but yeah, that, I think that if they have injuries in game in this in this squad, I think it will be hard to cover a few spots. Um, forwards on the bench, though, I, I've got a heap of names written down here, as I'm sure you do as well, mate. Yeah. Um, I think the one that we can lock in is Kamakamitha. Oh, yep, for sure. I just yep. think he has to be a bench forward there. They haven't got a stack of middles either, so I think he's the first picked. So I would go with Wishart, Kamakamitha, and then... I think the loser of Katoa or Eisenhuth, whoever doesn't get that starting spot, I can see them coming onto the bench. Yep. Then I've got about four names written down here. Uh, first one, Tepon Moroa. He played a bit of footy last year. Obviously, he started at Parramatta, was meant to be the next big thing. Went over to the Waratahs for a little bit, came back to the Melbourne Storm. Another guy, he'll be better for his run with another preseason under his belt. Aaron Penney, he returns from the New Zealand Warriors. You all know how highly I think of this guy. Uh, I think he could be a real star. I think he could be one of the underrated signings if he kicks on. Jack Howarth, uh, our boy, been playing up there in Queensland Cup last year, gaining reps, gaining experience. He's on a five-year deal. The Melbourne Storm hold him in a very high regard. So Jack Howarth, he's another option. The other one, mate, is Joe Chan, who's been a signing that's sort of floated under the radar. I spoke about him on Bloke the other day, coming over here from the Catalans. Obviously, his father, Alex Chan, he played at the Melbourne Storm 20-odd years ago in the early 2000s. I've heard big, big raps on him, and he's one that I think could jump out of the ground this year for the Melbourne Storm. Uh, I know a lot of people are talking about Howarth, as they should be. Just keep an eye on Joe Chan. Uh, the other one, mate, played a bit of footy last year, was Jordan Grant as yep. well, another one that could potentially earn a spot there. Matty, I've just thrown half of the Melbourne Storm squad at you there. Who'd be your 17? Who are you looking at? or What, what, what are your options that are appealing? Well, it all, I reckon it all depends on if they pick... Wishart or like go with four forwards on the bench because Eisenhuth can play in the middle, but he's probably more edge. But and then you got Kamakamitha. If you got Wishart, like I'd probably be more inclined to throw in another middle there. Yep. Um, probably probably Penne, but fuck, I'm just picking a name pretty much. But then you leave Howarth out, which I I wouldn't have expected myself to be saying that coming into this podcast. But there is a good chance. But you also could, wouldn't have anticipated him not to play a single game last year. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I and well, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. yeah, I I think that they will play a like a 14, like a Wishart or someone, because also because King isn't a ball player. Like I, I just think they just need something extra somewhere. So I think they will go with Wishart. And for that reason, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll probably go. I'll probably go Penne. But fuck, take your pick. Who would you pick? I'd go Penne as well, mate. I just think that... And you know what? I think it could be Katoa, Eisenhuth, or Howarth as the other one. I would throw him in there to potentially... But I just think yeah. they need two middles on the bench. So Kamakamitha and Penne. Yeah. I think I would definitely have those two. Then I'd have an edge guy, which could be Katoa, Eisenhuth, Howarth. Don't rule out this Joe Chan just yet as well. You've still got other guys like, um, I can never pronounce his name, Trent Leroux. Oh, I was I was actually thinking if I have to say his name, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw to you. Yeah, I'm not, good. I'm not sure. You got him and then Alec McDonald as well, who oh, yeah. he looked pretty good last year as well. So as much as this, it isn't a squad of absolute superstars in depth. You've got a lot of guys there who can play at a high, at first grade level well and truly who will come in and all will be looking to hold on to their spot. So there's good competition in that pack. Despite only having a few stars, I just think that Craig Bellamy, we know what, he, we know what he's done in the past, we know what he can do. 
I just think if you've got a competitive pack like this, like we've got a list here of all their forwards, mate, and there's 11 or 12 of them. I can see every single one of them playing first grade this year. Well, that was going to be my next question. Do you anticipate, especially in the first, say, eight to ten weeks, yep. like a little bit of in and out rotation with these forwards? Not, maybe not the starters, but just maybe the last couple of positions on the bench? Potentially. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. But is that on brand for Craig Bellamy? That's yeah, my other question. Probably not. But I don't know. They're all. They're all. I mean, if they're stacking up Ws, then no. Oh, then fuck no. Yeah. But if they're a little bit all over the place, then I, I can see. I can see where you're coming from, hundred percent, because there isn't for the vast majority of sides that we've done this for. There is a pretty obvious sort of. 17 that you would go for there might be one or two spots there might be one or two guys that are in question but when i look at this side especially this bench and this back row it could go so many different ways maddie you might be right yeah i think we'll um as, as i said i don't know if i said this on camera or off camera but I'm, I'm so keen to see the trials for storm like they're one of my teams that i, I really can't wait to watch in this preseason challenge thing uh and when you have a look, once you get past that preseason, round one, I think the Melbourne Storm, I think they've won their last 22 round one games in yeah. a row or something. It's something unbelievable. They play Parramatta round one, so that's their first game without Reid Marnie. Their first game without Isaiah Papali'i. Ryan Madison, as we know, will not be featuring in that one as well. So the Melbourne Storm, as much as it's at Combank, it's not ideal. It's not a bad time to play this Parramatta side, in my opinion. Yeah, I Round agree. two. Take the Canterbury Bulldogs, who are new look as well. They invite them down to Amy Park, which will be a big test. Round three, they play the Titans, who I think improve. But a Saturday 3 p.m. game for this Melbourne Storm side, I like them there. The week after that, they invite the Tigers down to uh, Amy Park. Then they've got South Sydney Roosters Manly. So I think the first four weeks, I, I can see a world where the Melbourne Storm, at worst are probably three and one. I think they could be four and oh after four weeks, Matty. Yep. I totally, totally agree. I'm just looking at their draw now as well. Yeah, I, I think if if Storm versus Eels round one was at Amy Park, I'd already tip Melbourne. I would probably still tip Melbourne, as you said, like for all those reasons. Probably a good time to play the Eels, but you're right, like doggies, Titans, Tigers, South, Roosters, Manly, Warriors, by then Magic Round. Like, it's, it's, it's a good start to the year for a team that's not going to say rebuilt. Well, I mean, they're rebuilding around their elite spine. So, yeah, it's, it's, a good, it's a good start to the year for them. Now, as you said, as a Bunnies fan, you don't love playing the Melbourne Storm. You don't have a great record against them. It's you a, play it's, them in round... What's that? It's not a great record. It's a fucking shit... It's a zero down in Melbourne. <laughs> Does it make you nervous that you play them in round five... And then you play them five weeks later after a Melbourne Storm buy. So you give Craig Bellamy two weeks to watch her. Uh, shout out to the Storm for taking their home game to us to Magic Round. 
so we don't have to go to Melbourne this year. That helps. Yeah. I'm actually spewing because- You got the good draw, mate. You know what? It's the fucking one time I actually wanted to play Melbourne because my girlfriend's from there. So I was going to take, we're going to go to the game down there and like, um, going to like take a little brother down, but they're not playing there. So the one time I actually want to play there, they're not playing there. But anyway, back to your point. Um, no, of course not. That's, that's terrible. That's terrible for South. I, I look, as I said earlier, like I shit myself against Melbourne pretty much every time we play him. So it wouldn't matter when we're playing him. But yeah, not, none of that helps. I, playing them at Magic Ground does though, for sure. Yeah. Just on a completely side note here, the Dolphins coming in, there is going to be buyers next year. Maddie. it's one thing that I'm really excited to see. When you give a good coach two weeks to prepare for a game, yeah. You normally expect something pretty special. It's something that we'll, I'll talk about a lot on Bloke in a Bar this year. When you give your Robinsons, your Bellamy's, your Bennett's, these sort of guys, two weeks to prepare for a game, just watch how well they play that week and the strategies and everything that they, that they, they come up with. It's one thing I've missed since we haven't had buys. It's really interesting mm. to watch with the good side. So, yeah, with Melbourne playing South Sydney a couple of weeks before that, so they'll have tape on them coming into this game with two weeks to prepare, going up there to Suncorp. Uh, that's going to be a very interesting one for you guys. Yeah. Uh, mate, anything else you want to chuck in here with this Melbourne Storm side? No, nah, not particularly. I they like I've got them at six, but they could be in the minor premiership. It's just they're they just could. that type of team. They got that spine is so elite and it's and it's like not even the best storm spine in the last <laughs> decade, which yeah. is crazy. It's probably I mean, the best spine in the comp now. Yeah. But like it's not even close to their best. Yeah, it's crazy it's crazy. They're dead they're they're, they're the best, Melbourne. They're so good. And none of those guys, they are all top three guys in their position in rugby league right now. None of them are in the top one of best players in their position in the last 10 years, five years even, for the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, except for Munster. Except for Munster, sorry. Yeah, yeah good point. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Isn't, isn't it crazy? It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Um, so you've got them six... Is that where you got them at the moment? Uh, I've got them. So I, as I've as I've said, like I've got brackets. So I've got like a top two, which is uh, Roosters and Penrith. Then like I've got to- a top four, which I've got Rabbitohs and Sharks. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of putting them in and out. And then I've got a top six, which is Cowboys and Melbourne. But like that doesn't. I'm not saying Melbourne are going to miss top four. I'm just saying they're in that bracket for me. Um, but yeah, I, are one of the definite top six teams fighting for a top top four spot. I'm going to back them for a top four finish. Yeah. I think that when you have a look through this side, the origin period, they'll lose Munster, Grant, and Welsh. Outside of that, I think they'll have an entire side. They will still keep Pappy, in my opinion. Still have Husey, et cetera. So they'll lose Corey Corey Oates, Coates (laughs) as well. Uh, But I think this side can be pretty consistent throughout the regular season. I think they'll be a top four side. Once again, could have an absolute shocker and finish fifth. Yeah. Or six, as I've put them. Yeah, so Melbourne Storm, I think they're in for a good one. I think they'll really give this competition a huge shake. I cannot wait to watch trials and see who comes out on top uh, as far as these back row spots and bench spots, a competitive squad. Competition for positions is always good. So I'm sure the Melbourne Storm, uh, they're in for a big one in 2023. Would you call it a bounce back season, Matty? Uh, yeah, if they... By Melbourne yeah, standards? For, for Melbourne standards it is, yeah, yeah for sure. 
All right, guys, thank you for joining us once again. That will be our last Best 17 uh, heading into 2023. Uh, I think we'll have another off-season episode or two coming your way. So content isn't over, but that is our last Best 17 for 2023. We will be back to do the other, I think, the seven teams left uh, at the start of next year. So we'll be back sort of early January to mid-January, and we'll go through the rest of those sides. And uh, that should just about take us to uh, pre-season trial time, Matty. I'm fucking excited already, and it's not even 2023 yet. <laughs> Cannot wait. Like, comment, subscribe, guys, all the good stuff for us. And let us know who's going to be the back rail for the Melbourne Storm next year. Is it Tariq Sims and someone else? Are we missing the mark? You let us know who you think is going to be there and what you think the makeup of their bench will look like as well. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.